My name is Carly Oath. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to the Emerald Podcast Network. My name is Casey Miller, and I'm an arts and culture reporter for the Daily Emerald. And I'm Sarah Urban, and I'm also an arts and culture writer for the Daily Emerald. And today we're going to be talking about episode three of The Bachelorette. So the episode started out with DeMario coming back onto the mansion property to try and win back Rachel's heart after his episode last week, where he was cut in a surprising instance with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, I think Rachel handled it so well. She did. She listened to what he had to say, which was complete BS. Um, But she listened to what he had to say. She gave it consideration, and she basically ended up telling him, hey, I can't be in a relationship with someone who lies to my face. Yeah, and she really, like, shut him down. Like, she was ruthless, very, like, cutthroat, showed no mercy. She was, like, sweet and civil, but she was definitely, like, okay, I'm not messing around with you. Because basically, all he did was kind of go home and put together like a nicely worded speech. And if she would have said yes, she would have been manipulated. Oh, completely. It would have been very embarrassing if she had said yes. Yeah. And I think it meant a lot to the guys too, that she did that because they were all really impressed. Because I think in past episodes, people have come back and the bachelor or bachelorette has been really quick to just take them back and, you know, give them another chance. But, you know, she's not messing around and she's here for the right reasons. And she was not going to put up with that. And the guys really appreciated it. Rachel just keeps looking more and more badass. Like, she's Mm -hmm. not afraid to swear on the show. She's not afraid to say exactly what's on her mind. It's just, it's so impressive. Yes. So going on into the end of the rose ceremony that night, um, Jonathan brought out these like large hand situation things and it was it was scary I don't know how why or how she's attracted to that but it was it was not good yeah she keeps keeping on Jonathan the tickle monster for whatever reason and it's just it's insane (laughs) it is insane and then there's Alex who had the Rubik's Cube which I like him and you know especially more throughout this episode we'll talk about him more but he's really rising to the top oh yeah Alex was a power player in this episode but Let's just hop on over to the first rose ceremony with uh, our star players being Blake, the aspiring drummer, and Waboom, a.k.a. Lucas. So out of nowhere, Rachel's having a conversation with Lucas, which is already awkward because every interaction they have, she's like, why am I sitting here with you? You're annoying. But he starts talking about how Blake apparently stands over him in his sleep while eating a banana. Which is just such a weird situation to bring up, especially because it's obviously not true at all. Well, and Rachel was, like, looking at him, and she's like, are you being serious? Like, she was, like, trying not to laugh. I don't know how she didn't laugh. You know, she, like, doesn't know whether or not he's being legit or whether or not he's kidding or, like, what even was happening. Yeah, and she asks him, are you serious? And he says yes. And so, of course, she goes and she asks Blake about it. And Blake starts off, his first defense is that his diet doesn't allow for bananas. Which was so uncomfortable. Like, I don't know why they were making the situation so serious when it was clearly ridiculous. So ridiculous. And Blake keeps coming up with all of these weird defenses. Like, well, the guys would have seen if he had done, if I had done this. Like, the guys would have brought it up already. Like, just say that it didn't happen. You don't need to get all weirdly defensive about it like it did. Yeah. And one of the great quotes, though, from that little, like, snippet was, Waboom, he goes, Rachel is a smart-ass chick. Like, right to the camera. And it was really hilarious because he's just delusional. And the fact that he said that, I don't know, just made me laugh. Both of them are just psychotic. So thank God Rachel made the right move. Yes. Both of them 
were sent home. Neither of them got a rose, along with some other guy who I don't even recognize because he got zero airtime. But then we followed Blake and Waboom outside to quite an interesting interaction. They are just so childish. And both of them, like, that little interaction showed they both clearly deserve to be off the show. Because, you know, you see each of them are talking to the camera and Blake turns around and sees Lucas talking and just decides to go up and have a conversation. And it doesn't go well. Not at all. And they end up yelling at each other like like high school boys in the locker room. Like they were being ridiculous and they were mimicking each other. And, you know, they were even like doing the like, you know, what Lucas would say something and then Waboom would be like, wah, 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 and they would like mimic each other. And it was it was just so childish. I was watching it and literally my hand was over my mouth and I was like, I cannot believe that this is happening. Like, thank goodness Rachel sent them home. So immature. Rachel probably watched last night's episode having no idea that this happened and just thanked her lucky star she made the right decision because those two are just, they caused so much unnecessary drama and just, it ended up being more annoying than entertaining. Yes, exactly. And you mean, if they're both on the show for the, you know, their TV cameo, then that was the perfect one. And I don't know if it'll get them jobs, but they were for sure featured in that little section. Yeah. So then we go on to the first group date, which I thought was awesome. I did too. I love Ellen. And on this date, it was Peter, Jonathan, Will, Alex, Brian, and Fred. And they went on Ellen, and they weren't sure at first whether they were going to watch the show or be part of the show. They ended up being told, take your shirts off and start dancing, which was awesome. Yes, and like in typical Ellen fashion, too. I mean, she always dances to the audience, and so it was so entertaining to watch all the guys do that, especially because it put some of them out of their comfort zone, you know, but just like one of them said, like it really um, showed a lot about their confidence, and Rachel wants someone who's secure and who's confident and can just own it, you know, and I was like, oh my goodness, why am I not in that audience right now? Oh, yeah, and okay, Alex. Can we talk about Alex? He is, I think, he might be stealing my spot for the favorite. Oh, he's definitely my power player of the week. Like, he, first of all, he really put on the moves. Like, I could have thought he was a professional stripper. He was so built. He got all the money from the audience. And, I mean, all the other guys are, of course, good looking. There's not a bad body on the show, I'd oh, like yeah. to state. They're, they're all just Some of them are, abs. like, too perfect. Like, I feel like too touching perfect. them would be, like... I don't know. It would be weird. They're too perfect. Too rock solid. But they're all so hot. The date was great. They all had fun. You could tell that, I mean, while <laughs> the Tickle Monster especially was a little bit uncomfortable, um, they all had fun in the end. I guess that's what matters. Yeah. Tickle Monster was not a great dancer. You know, I was like, Ugh, no. send help. He was not doing too hot. But later on in the show, when they played, um, what's it called that they played? I don't know. Well, basically, Ellen just asked them situations, and they said oh, whether or not they'd done I it. Ever. Oh, never have I ever. Yeah. That's what it is. But Alex was just, like, being so honest, and it was hilarious. He said he, like, peed in the pool of the mansion, and Fred said that he'd slept with the women twice his age, and it was it was real funny. Now, let's talk about Fred. Poor Fred. Oh, my gosh. I so, know. later, after Ellen, they had their little cocktail party for the group date, and um, Rachel got to talk one-on-one with each of them, and Alex, again, succeeded with that. They, you know, finally got to have a little make-out session, um, and Alex hadn't kissed her before, so that was nice, and Fred also got to kiss Rachel. However, Rachel really decided she was not digging Fred. Fred, as a reminder, um... Rachel was a camp counselor for him when they lived together. They lived in the same town. In yes. Texas. And it was 
it was so uncomfortable because he started getting really insecure that he hadn't kissed her yet, which, you know, I guess is understandable. But then the way he went about it was just like, oh my gosh, I need to kiss her. And so in their conversation, he started talking about how he hadn't kissed her before and all the other guys had. And then he was like, I just want to let's like see if it's okay with you if I kiss you, which she was like totally caught off guard. She was like, no one's ever asked me before. They've just done it. And she even said, she was like, I feel awkward. And then he started kissing her and I was like, I could not even watch and then she literally said after it was over she said when I kiss him it's like I'm kissing a little boy which freaked me out I know and I (laughs) felt so bad I was like poor Fred he's gonna watch that and that's gonna like totally ruin him that's gonna hurt Yeah. yeah but then she sent him home and during that conversation I like literally didn't watch I was like looked away I was like this is too awkward I like cannot watch this Definitely one of the most uncomfortable moments of the past three episodes was her telling Fred, hey, I can't get past you being a kid I used to take care of. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So then after that, um, well, Alex got the group date rose, as he well deserved. Um, And then we go on to a one-on-one date with Anthony. Now, I thought the date was weird and Anthony was Yes, it was a terrible date. I mean, they didn't even get to like bond because there was people everywhere. They're in the middle of Rodeo Drive. It's loud. They're riding horses. Yes, they're riding horses, which he doesn't even know how to ride a horse. So it's not even like he's doing the whole sexy cowboy thing. He's like, has no idea what he's doing. And it's just, it's just not hot. Like, there's no chemistry and they're struggling to have conversation. And he just didn't really make an impression. Like, he's kind of invisible. Yeah, and Rachel's normally very honest, and so I don't know how truthful she was when she was talking to the camera saying, Anthony and I are getting along great, we're having great conversations, like I love slow dancing with him, which they did at the end of the date after they had dinner with a live quartet, which was very romantic. It was on a hill overlooking the city, but Anthony was just not bringing it. Yeah, and you're totally right because she usually is honest and she was feeling it for some reason. And so either the producers are really bad at editing that episode or, you know, she's just maybe like not being so truthful. I don't know. Maybe he's it's one of those things where he's good on paper and not good off paper. But, you know, we thought we think he was boring. And I know last week we kind of said that Peter was a little bit boring. But, you know, I think I'm going to retract that because this week watching Peter, I think he's just more like humble and confident. And I am like still so team Peter. He's just getting better and better. Silver Fox. I love it. So let's talk about the last group date where, first of all, the girls roll in. Yes, my favorites, Raven, Corinne, Jasmine, and Alexis from last season. Oh, yeah. They roll in, and they have organized a group date for Rachel and the guys, and it is awesome. It's Wrestling in the Mud, which is, you know, directly up Kenny's element, and he's one of the guys on the group date. Um, And you see them on the bus on the way to um, the country bar, wherever it was, and Kenny and Bryce are pole dancing in the bus, and all the girls are mingling, and it looks like a really fun time. Um, When Raven, though, she gets Bryce and Lee, she asks them a question. She says, you know, who do you think is not here for the right reasons? And Bryce and Lee both said Eric, which is really interesting because Eric was one of her favorites, although we did see him a little bit before this happened we did see him like yelling at Iggy and being like very abrasive like he was coming off really aggressively I think Eric is just so stressed and insecure about this whole thing that he's just he's taking it out on everyone else and it's kind of terrifying you don't want a guy like that yeah exactly he's very like quick to flip a switch you know oh yeah so for the mud wrestling date um there were definitely some power players in this one Dean you look over at him the camera's Go to him first when they all see the huge mud pit 
and Dean does not look thrilled. But he puts on such a good face, which is what I admire about him and what I think Rachel likes about him is he goes with the flow so easily. Even if he's maybe not the most macho guy there, a little bit metrosexual, some some could say. Um, and then Kenny, of course, is very excited. Yes. It's uh, Kenny is the professional wrestler and he is ready to throw these guys to the ground. Oh, yeah. And he does, you know, and the finals were him and Bryce. And surprisingly, Bright, well, Bryce named himself as like, I think I'm the most athletic and in shape in the house, which I was like, OK, I guess I can see it. He didn't say it in like a super cocky tone, but I was like, OK, like own it. Um, and he actually beat Kenny in the end, you know, but the whole date was kind of interesting. I loved that the girls were there, but I really didn't like the date that much. Like it just wasn't very attractive to me to like watch them rolling around in the mud wrestling each other I don't know it wasn't it wasn't my favorite I liked it I thought that it was just it was really fun to show how they interact with each other and then the fact that the girls were there kind of adds an extra element of it like for the bachelor fans who are longtime fans and then also for Rachel to kind of help her out a little bit because she's just surrounded by these guys all the time so it must be nice to have a couple of friends nearby. Yeah, and you could tell that her, she was really good friends with all of her friends, too. Um, but following into that evening, into the rose ceremony, um, Rachel does bring up with Eric what Bryce and Lee had said. Um, and at first, he's like, oh, that's, like, really interesting. I don't really know what to say to that. You know, but then this whole altercation happens between Bryce and Eric and Lee um, when the whole thing just kind of gets really escalated. Yeah, it's uh, really uncomfortable overall because you can tell – that Eric, it's this might not be who he is normally, but wow, he has been freaking out the entire episode and he's clearly like so insecure about his stance with Rachel and how he compares to the other guys. And it's just it's honestly a lot like Blake um, when he's comparing himself to Lucas, like Eric is just so insecure now. Yeah, but I almost feel bad for him, too, because Lee kind of points out like, hey, you've never been in love before, which, you know, I, I don't thought know. that was weird. I thought that was rude. I think Lee was being really condescending and he was talking yeah. to Eric like he was an idiot because you could tell that Eric did not want to be in this position. He did not want to be made to be the bad guy. And he was kind of like trying to work things out. Like, although he was being aggressive, I didn't see him wanting to pick fights. I just saw him being very defensive. Yeah, he definitely was trying to defend himself and put his name in a better way more than anything else yeah he just he didn't want to be the villain but now he kind of is yes well rachel was wearing a gorgeous dress and i can't wait to see the rest of the episode next week because it was to be continued mm-hmm. and i'm very excited to see that as well we'll get to see the rose ceremony and whether or not eric gets his rose taken away um well that's all we have time for today you just heard us talk about the third episode of the bachelorette again i'm casey miller and i'm sarah urban and if you liked what you heard here you can find more emerald podcasts on our website dailyemerald.com or you can subscribe to emerald media on itunes or soundcloud thanks for listening and we'll see you next time